Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Right. Hey, y'all, it's Danny J. It is Jill Coleman. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey. So we've got a, another DM on Instagram. If you're all not following us on Instagram, go to at the best life podcast. And uh, this one is from Anna Daisy. I really like it. It's a juicy question. And it's a little bit about relationships and kind of dating. And we haven't done any of these kind of questions in a while. So um, Anna said, if we can do a podcast about dating and how soon is too soon to be sharing financial information. And this is where it gets juicy. <laughs> the reason I asked is because I've had this issue happen a couple of times where I just meet a man. Everything seems great on his end. Seems great money-wise. Then all of a sudden he's needing to stay at my place every night to save on gas. His job was closer to my house, even though he has 40 K saved up for a house or another guy tell me his bank account has been shut down due to fraudulent withdrawals. Like 15 to 25 K from different banks at the same time. And now he needs $6,000 to get by next month. I find it weird. Both situations started within weeks of meeting. I'm also wondering if it matters how the relationship with money affects my relationship with money energy wise. I personally like to have an abundance mindset. I wonder if this is attracting some money, hungry, thirsty homies. Thanks ladies. <laughs> wow. So these are some interesting situations here. Mm-hmm. This um, is okay. So the first question is how soon is too soon to be sharing financial information it might be a little different than her two scenarios, but mm -hmm. I'm curious to, um, for you about that question, how soon is too soon? Or like, when do you, when do you start? I mean, like, like in terms of financial information, like how much money you make, like, I'm, I assume that she means that, right? Like how much money do you make? Like what's your salary sort of a thing. I mean, I'm not giving anyone my fucking, you know, account number, a pin personally. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I think, I think when it comes to relationships, it kind of goes slowly. Cause like first, like the first conversations you're like, what do you do? So you're kind of getting an idea of what people do and you, you kind of have some idea maybe of what they make. Yeah. Maybe but, like see their car, or like maybe you go to their place, you yeah. know, where they live and like, you kind of start putting together a picture of, you know, are they doing well? Or are they struggling? What like level of economic are we talking about here? Right. Like, I don't think you have to openly share certain things early on, like what you said, you kind of have an idea, although that, you know, I've seen and heard like these scammers out there, people like renting a, you know, a car to look like they have more than yep. they do or something. But I do think that early on you're kind of, as you're dating. And like you said, as you're going to their house, as you're seeing the neighborhood they live in, you should have some kind of idea. Um, I do find it interesting though, about and I, this is a whole other conversation. I think honestly is when somebody starts asking you to borrow money within weeks, mm -hmm. within mm -hmm. weeks of dating, I feel like that is a whole other interesting thing. And has that ever happened to you? That's never happened to me ever. Same never. And I don't know how common that is. If you're listening to this and that's happened to you, definitely send us a DM. Cause I would be interested to know like what happened with that. Yeah. I think it is very fishy. Very. <laughs> I think it's super fishy. I think it's, you know, and I would say even up to like, 
I don't know, the first year, probably I would definitely like, cause you know, it takes, it's usually at that first year where you're like, just getting to know the person. Yeah. Maybe you haven't moved in quite yet. Maybe you have, but maybe it was just like kind of going slow. I mean, I don't know. I can only speak from my own experience, which is like everything pretty much. Okay. Here's the closest thing that I can think of. Jade and I started dating when I was 24 he was 32 at the time and he had just moved home after graduating from medical school, had like over a hundred thousand dollars in medical, uh, loan for, I'm not medical bills. Um, his school loans for medical school. And he moved in with his parents who are really, it wasn't creepy. Like they're really good friends of ours. So it wasn't like that when I, but I'll tell you what, when I first found out that he was living with his parents, I was literally like, there's a 32 year old man living with his parents. Like, cause I don't have that kind of relationship with my parents. So I was like, uh, but then I met them and they're, it's like, not, it's nothing like that. They're like our best friends. And then at that point he started the metabolic effect clinic as a naturopath and they don't take insurance as like a regular sort of GP would. So everyone's paying out of pocket. So it's literally like starting a brick and mortar from scratch. There's no, like you don't take insurance and nothing like that. So when he and his brother were getting started, like they weren't making that much money. Um, and I got an, I got a couple additional fitness jobs and things like that. We moved in together after a year and a half. And we actually bought a condo together after a year and a half. At that point, I was making significantly more than him because he was trying to get metabolic effect and his clinic off the ground. So putting a lot of money back into the business. Um, so I was paying all the bills at that time. And we had that conversation. It was very much like we're going to be together. And I knew I, I knew how much he had. And he even said to me, like, he's like, I don't know if you want to get into get into this new deal. Like I have over one hundred thousand dollars in school loans still. Like, so if we get married, like that's, you know, like you're going to be responsible for that. So we had a lot of very transparent money conversations at that point, even though we weren't married. This is a year and a half in. Um, but I felt I believed in him as a person and as a professional and as a, his career path and everything he was doing so much so that I was like, I'll hold it down here while you're kind of working on this bigger thing for us. And that was sort of the conversation we had. And I think I did cover like the mortgage and all the bills at the place for like probably a year or two, you know, yeah. and it wasn't a ton. We lived in, you know, sort of a smaller place in North Carolina. It wasn't like super expensive, but I was making more at the time. And I started doing that. And of course, you know, he ended up making a lot more money and whatever. And we, we both sort of were, everything was fine, but I think it needs to be conversations like that. Like yeah. we're together, we have a future together. We're, you know, building something together. Like it can't just be like, I need money for, you know, my mortgage this month. Like, cause something really uh, obscure happened <laughs> and I've only known you for two months. Yeah. That I think one of the key points you said was you were together a year and a half and you were living together. So if you're just dating someone and they're saving money on gas, staying at your house is kind of a weird even thing to say, like, Hey, I want to stay with you. Cause I want to spend time with you. I really enjoy it. And maybe it's just, it's, I, I mean, I can see it's can be like, let's say it's LA. Right. So definitely I'm like, yeah, I'd like staying at your house. Cause it's closer, but to say you're saving on gas when the person knows you have a decent chunk of money in the bank does feel weird. It's like, Oh, are you just using me to try to save more money? It's a weird, it's just a weird conversation, I suppose, or ways to reasoning to be staying at someone's house. I'm like, I want you to stay at my house. Cause you like me. Um, I want you to stay at your, my house. Cause you enjoy this. And maybe just my house is better because I don't know. I don't have roommates or something and you do, but feeling like you're just being used to get to someone's work and save gas money on them is kind of a weird 
conversation. You know what's really on. interesting about this is, and I just want to address like her side of things. Is there, do you think there's definitely something happening like that she's sort of, because I feel like two people with like very obscure, like sort of money requests Mm -hmm. very soon into the relationship to me would definitely be a red flag. And I think she's right to be like, is it me? Is (laughs) it my denominator? (laughs) Yeah. Like what vibe am I putting out that I'm available for this? You know, that's what I think when you said, do you ever, would have you ever been asked that? And I'm like, no, but I think there's something about me that wouldn't yeah be available for that. I don't know what that is, by the way. I'm not saying it's a better than a worse than thing. I I certainly <laughs> have all sorts of shit that I get taken advantage for, but like it's not money stuff. But what do you like? Do you think what could that possibly be that someone feels like they could you know just ask for thousands of dollars within weeks? <laughs> I don't know because the same for me. I've never had that happen, and maybe it's an early on thing. Maybe the first date, if you're like. If you're the kind of person who's saying Pays. I, you pay for half and you're always paying for everything, maybe they're like, oh, okay, this is the one where I did have a relationship coach and th- I went through a time where she was making me sit on my hands and make the guy pay for me. So I guess if I'm going out and I'm making them pay for me, they're not thinking that they could take my money. <laughs> so maybe you got to train them different early on. I don't know. But it's also weird. The second one where she said these fraudulent withdrawals, like 15 to 25K and he needs 6K to get by. To me, that's not something you ask an early partner. You go ask your friends or your family. So yeah, like or you if pull I out had, a loan or you do something. Yeah, yeah. Like if I had some big things happen and I've had weird things happen with banks and getting things stolen and things like that. I'm not the person I'm just dating for a few months, even a few weeks. She said within a few weeks, but even if it was a few months, I would be going to closer friends and family first. One, because I'd just be embarrassed to ask money for a new from a new partner. Um, but two, it just does seem, I don't know. I feel like at the beginning of relationships, you're trying to put your best foot forward and you're trying to look like you got your shit together. <laughs> so it's not looking like you got your shit together. Um, mm. even if it's not your fault, obviously like that's not your fault if it's true. Right. But that's also could be a red flag. Like, is this true? Like that's kind of something seems very odd. About it's hard because scenario. you also want to like be helpful, right? Like you're yeah. like, I like this person and it sounds like this is the truth. And you know, I like spending time with them and it's only money, you know? So, because I'm trying to think about like, what does someone say in that instance? Yeah. Right. Like, you know, it you puts you in, in definitely puts you on the spot because you kind of look at, like an asshole if you don't loan the money because you have it and they don't have it apparently. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't know this person. I personally think it's totally fine to say, don't feel super comfortable with that quite yet only because we just started dating and I really like you, but I also don't know that I feel super comfortable like with going all in on like money stuff quite yet. Do you have anyone else in your life that you can, you know, talk to about this that maybe is close to you that might be able to spot you, you know, can, do you want me to go to the bank with you? We can like have some conversations at the bank and see if we can get a loan or something. Like, I think it's okay to say, I don't feel comfortable quite yet with like money stuff quite yet. I, and what are they going to say? I mean, well, they, cause here's the thing is like, if they respond poorly, then, you know, yeah. So then you, you know, know that you made the right decision, right? Yeah. If they, so it's kind of like a little bit of a litmus test. It is. It is. And back to her, like original conversation, how soon is too soon? I think the, as you progress in your relationship and as you become more, um, like committed to each other, I think the conversations kind of depend on how your relationship is going. So if you're starting to, if you're like, okay, we're getting to a place where we're going to move in together, 
then you're, you do have to have some different conversations. You have to say you, you maybe not, you don't, you still don't have to disclose how much you make if you don't want to, but you do need to decide how our bills going to be split. Are we going to do this 50, 50, or, uh, you're already paying the rent. Like when I got married, um, to my first husband, he was already paying a mortgage by himself. So I was like, I ain't going to pay the mortgage. You're already doing it. But what we decided was I paid all the extra stuff. So he was still paying the mortgage. Nothing changed. I didn't come in and start paying half, but then I paid for every vacation. I paid for all the upgrades in the kitchen and the mm-hmm. backyard and the house that we did. I paid for just all the extras that he wasn't. So he was already paying the power bills. He was already paying the trash. He was already paying the house. So he kept doing that, but I took on all of the extra things. And that was kind of the agreement. However, when he quit his job and became full-time, when I started training, I was training full-time and he quit his job and became a trainer. Then I was kind of picking up the slack because like you said, with Jade at the beginning, I was making more money. So then we kind of switched and I was making more money and holding things down until he caught up. So I think that you have the conversations and they can also change and they may need to change when someone loses a job or when Mm -hmm. you move, or maybe if you're, if you have a baby and you're not working as much anymore, these conversations need to happen ongoing, but I don't think they're fully necessary until you are like committing to each other or you're moving in together or you're You're starting to build a life together. Like you're really starting to build a life together and you're talking about the future. And like, I would say that moving in with someone is building a life with that person. Now, do you feel like the person who makes more money in the relationship is obligated to pay more? I don't know about obligated. Um, however, I think it depends on, I think it depends on a lot of things. Um, I think that in my opinion, if I was going to just say this, how things should be, I would say maybe it should be based on percentages that makes it the most quote fair, right? So if somebody is making uh, let's say somebody's making a hundred thousand, someone's making 50,000. So they make 75% more, maybe they pay 75%. But I, I do think a lot of it just depends on the couple, the personalities, what they bring to the table and other spots. Like for, for Nate and I, um, we were making roughly the same, but he was paying all of the bills and then I was paying all the other stuff. And so we, but ultimately it, my income allowed us to have a lot more fun and do a lot more travel and do all that kind of stuff. So I don't think that anyone who makes more is obligated. Um, I think it just depends. And also I think there's a lot between man, woman dynamics, to be honest, like if we're just saying like gender role type of things, I think a lot of, um, men may feel more comfortable paying, paying more, or maybe not. I don't know. So I I think it just is really, really, it has to be a personal conversation. Like if I'm just looking at numbers and I was like a finance guru, I think I was like reading, reading Susie Orman and her thing is all about percentages. So she's like, you base pay based on your percentage, but things change. And even percentages don't always work because like, let's say you and Keith, right. You are, um, you own your own business. So you have different expenses. So your revenue isn't the same as quote take home. So while someone who is, you know, we have friends who I'll just use another example, like a friend who made $2 million a year, but she only brings home for herself, like 250,000. And maybe her partner has a job and gets paid a salary of a hundred thousand. It's still, even though she makes like way more 2 million revenue, that doesn't mean her take home is the same. And so there are a lot of factors to consider. So I don't think it's just as easy as saying percentages, but I do think it needs to be a conversation of what someone's comfortable with. You also don't want to do like 50, 50, someone's going to end up broke every month and going into debt, right? Like, that's not fair. If someone's making a lot more and they can handle it and the other person's spending 90% of their income just to pay 50, cause you guys are 50, totally. 50, that's totally unfair. So I think it, there needs to be a conversation around like, 
can you handle 50%? Because what if you can't handle 50%? And maybe you need to move to a smaller place or you need to have a conversation about like, hey, you do make more money. So maybe you could pay more because I'm using my credit card every month just to try to match what you're paying. And like, you have all this extra money and then the resentment builds. Yes. Resentment definitely builds. And, you know, I think a lot of what we just talked around the last few minutes was the idea of communicating all of this, which is sort of a moot point if you've only been dating the person for a handful of weeks, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know that, like, these are all great conversations to have. And if anyone who's listening to this has been in a long-term relationship, you've probably navigated it fine. And you know, when it's okay to be like, Hey, this is how much I make. Like maybe you're, you get married and then all of a sudden you want to put your money together in an account, or, you know, now you're filing taxes together and you're going to kind of see what the other person is making. So there's, I think once you're in a long-term relationship, all those conversations happen naturally. I think, you know, when it feels safe to start mm-hmm. disclosing that there's a safety within the relationship. For me personally, it was moving in together. That was like, okay, we're going to actually start paying for things together. We're starting to buy stuff together. You know, like we're going to buy the grill or we're going to buy the tent. We're going to buy new furniture. Like, cool. How's that going to shake out? Um, So I think that's when you sort of have to start having those conversations. I don't personally think I would have them really before then. I don't, I've always been someone who even Jade and I never put our mind together. Like to me, I knew how much you made. We talked, we were open, we both entrepreneurs. So we talked about money a lot, but it never had this like super charge, like, you know, I'm making this much or, or Jill's making this much or whatever. It was just like, literally just clinical. This is how much money we have. Like, what do you yeah. want to do with that? And especially when you start talking about, you know, investing and, you know, we're talking about buying some property soon and just like, you have to have just frank conversations about money. But I think for me, it was taking that step to live together is like, okay, now all the chips are on the table. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, when Jeff and I were first dating, it was, we were just going bouncing from hotel to hotel, But when we got our first Airbnb that lasted a month and then lockdown happened and we ended up being there for four months, then we did start having those conversations and we started doing some businesses together. So we had to figure out how are we getting paid? And also we did have the conversation of like, if we broke up, how would this look? So we really had to have those conversations, but it was later on and it was more. It was like about a year, it was like a year, year or so Yeah, after you guys. We were, yeah, we were a year in. And so, yeah, earlier than that, unless you're moving in, you know, if you're moving in together in three or four months, but then when you're moving in, I think that's when you have those conversations, but someone just spending the night, you're hanging out, you're dating, you may be still seeing other people. If you're not like talking about building something together, then I don't think it needs to be really had. And I do think, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's her responsibility and I do think to make sure that people have money. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the borrowing is an interesting thing. I'm curious. I don't know. I, I thought that that's never happened, but I just realized when I was 21, I was dating a guy and I gave him a thousand dollars to take a class at community college because I had a student loan and I had extra money. So I was like, Oh, I got a thousand bucks. And then we split and he never paid it back. And like, for me, that thousand was a lot of money back then. Um, so I was upset about it, but that was, but we also had been together for two and a half years when I gave him a thousand dollars. So I didn't think it was a big deal. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I do think that early on those kind of things, asking for money, borrowing are a little iffy. And I would like Jill said, have that conversation and it will tell you everything you need to know. Like just tell them I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah. How they respond will tell you everything you need to know about the, and you'll know if I made the right decision or if this person's like, you know, somebody can grow with. 
you know, but I think for, I don't know, we're all adults. Like, you know, I think if it's, you know, a grown ass man, then just like anyone, it's kind of their responsibility to make sure they have enough cash to live, you know, and if, especially in the early months of a relationship, you know, and so, or there are other people that they can go to in their life that can help them in those moments. Yep. And And the last thing I want to add is looking at their actions and behaviors. So when Jill, when you told this about Jade having hundred thousand dollars in student loans, you knew he went to school to be a doctor that takes a level of ambition and it takes a level of like, you could see, okay, I've had the ambition. Somebody who's probably not going to pay back, wouldn't go to medical school and wouldn't have that kind of thing. So if this dude is like struggling, but you know, you're like, Hey, he's been going to night school and he's trying to be a lawyer or he's doing something with his life. Then you can kind of feel a little better and go, you know what? I'm okay with spotting him this. Cause I know that this is the kind of person he is. So also just look yes. at like the other things around it, just because someone's like quote broke, doesn't mean that they are poor. It's just like that moment, they don't have the money, but in general, you know them as a person that they can work hard. They're going to do it. They're going to make good for it. So I will just caveat that because I do think that sometimes people are in a shitty situation. They're maybe embarrassed or they're just not where they want to be, but you've seen patterns in history that they are going somewhere and they're going to make it better. So like your gamble on Jade wasn't really a gamble because you could see he had been, yeah. I mean, he was taking the steps. Like I hard. knew, yeah. And I knew all the things. And I was also like, I believed in his vision yeah. of like what he wanted. To, I mean, I saw him working every day in those businesses and like, I knew it was just a matter of time. Yeah. So yeah, that's I a great, think, that's a great point. So, yeah. So anyway, Anna, I hope you like this one. We'll see. I am curious. I'm super to- curious to know how these <laughs> things shake out. <laughs> it's a, it was a really good conversation. I really appreciate you um, sending us this DM. And if you guys have questions like these, or just want to hear our take on them. Obviously these are just our opinions and what, what comes out of our mouth. I don't know. Sometimes we don't always think it through, but I uh, would love it. Just shoot us a DM on Instagram. We're at the best life podcast. And then let us know too, if it's okay to say your name, I have been trying to ask people if it's okay to say, say your name on, on air. And uh, we love having these from you. Yeah, they are. They're great. Thank you guys so much. As usual, we would absolutely love it. If you guys have been listening lately, um, we've been pretty consistent lately, which I'm proud of. If you guys are loving the episodes and you have not left us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. All You can literally do it right now. Just literally open up your Apple Podcast app, go to the Best Life Podcast page, give us a five-star review, and then literally leave like one or two sentences and tell us what you like about the podcast, what you appreciate, and what you want more of. That would be a huge favor. And of course, we always love reading those. So thank you guys. We love you. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.